Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Today's installment of Calvary Live. It's Friday, December 1st. So good to be with you. My name is Josh Sorensen. I'm one of the assistant pastors, one of many here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, right outside of Denver. And it's always a privilege to be on the air with you live. I typically will cover the Fridays, and then we'll fill in a few others as well as needed. Of course, last week with the holidays, Thanksgiving week, um, we were not here live for a couple of days, but it's great to be back with you. Uh, it's privileged uh, to, again, to, to be part of Calvary Live Mondays and Tuesdays. Of course, Pastor Jeff Figs from Calvary Greeley is our host, and just love that man, and love his heart, love the wisdom of all the years of experience he has. Uh, of course, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, my pastor, Ed Taylor, many of our pastor, Ed Taylor, of course, the one and only, uh, is hosting those two days and just so appreciate, of course, him and love him, love serving with him, love what God is doing here at Calvary Church. And so, of course, here I am on Fridays, and it's a joy for me to be here uh, and just have appreciated the last several months. I've had the privilege of being a part of this, this ministry and able to uh, get to know many of you uh, through this this medium, uh, Calvary Live, and through the radio. And of course, we're broadcasting here from Grace FM Studios, again in Aurora, Colorado. Where's Aurora? <laughs> right, out, right outside of Denver. And uh, we are just so, uh, again, so thankful to be here with you. Let me go ahead and give you out the numbers again, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. If you have today any Bible questions, uh, if there's anything pertaining to your walk with the Lord that you would like to discuss, perhaps something that's come up in your devotions, maybe something you've heard here on the radio, maybe something that you heard uh, on Sunday this past weekend, something that's just been stirring in your heart that you'd like to, to process through, talk through. Again, one of the things I love about this show is we have the opportunity to just constantly go back to what God's Word says, how it applies to our lives, how God speaks to us through it, uh, and it's wonderful. So I'm so thankful, uh, again, for the opportunity just to be able to talk about these things. Uh, it's such a great uh, joy uh, to know that we have a God that knows us, a God that loves us, and a God that's communicated to us through His Word. So to be able to take an hour on a live radio show and to be able to talk about His Word and questions you may have, uh, it's just, again, wonderful. So uh, if that's you, give us a call, 303-690-3000. Uh, another thing I love about this particular hour that we have, and it seems that a lot on Fridays, we get a lot of people that are calling in with prayer requests. And that personally is something I, I really, uh, I'm really honored to come alongside you and to pray with you, uh, to lift up perhaps whatever burden it is that you are carrying today. 
I, I've, of course, being in ministry and being a pastor, talked to so many different people and realizing that although Christmas, Thanksgiving and Christmas in this time of the year, we sing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And for and in many ways, it truly is. Um, but we're kind of balancing that out with, with many who find this to be a very difficult time of year. Uh, and and it's difficult for many reasons. Uh, some some of us, it's difficult because this is the first Christmas without a loved one, uh, and so we are processing through that and having a hard time fighting to to find joy in the season, particularly when there's an empty seat at the table. Uh, and if that's you, and you just need prayer, you're discouraged, you're just needing some some help or some hope. I'd love to be able to pray with you today. Uh, perhaps you're struggling financially, and you're just finding, man, this is just one of those years that it's just not coming the way we were hoping it was coming together. Um, And of course, we would love to pray for you regarding that. Perhaps this is a difficult year because you've been struggling with your health. Uh, Maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's your physical health. Or maybe it's not you. Maybe it's a loved one that you would like prayer for. Again, one of the great privileges of this particular uh, radio show, Calvary Live, is that we've got listeners from all over the United States and beyond even because of the app we've got and the website. We've got people listening in different parts of the world. And so the countless brothers and sisters that are listening in uh, they add their prayer to our prayer. How cool is that? And we get to you know know that we've got not just you and I praying, but we've got a, a, an army of believers tuning in that are praying. And what's so wonderful is a lot of times uh, we'll get text messages or emails after the show, and people will be saying, "Hey, I just I appreciated hearing so and so share their request. I'm walking through that too. Would you pray for me?" Or a lot of people are saying, you know, sometimes even on the show, "Hey, if if you're able to say this, let so and so know. We're going to pray for her this week. We've been there before. We've seen God work. We've we've seen God move. He's brought us through great difficulty ourselves. He's he's been our provider. He's been our comforter. So uh, again, awesome to know we've got so many people that are listening in that are that are agreeing with what we pray together. So that, for me personally, is one of, one of the, the most fun parts of this show is being able to pray. And when I say fun, I mean just a, a fun in the sense of an honor, but it's also a sacred privilege, particularly to come alongside those that are really broken in this season. And, uh, and, and you could add me to that. It's been, for me, in many ways, a very long, uh, hard, difficult year in many ways, yet, as, as God does, so much joy, so much hope, so much just work of the Holy Spirit, seeing what God's been doing in my own personal life and my family, uh, in our ministry here. You know, God oftentimes meets us somewhere in the middle, doesn't he? Between the great work and the great ministry of the Holy Spirit, and yet the brokenness and the difficulties and the warfare and all of that that's attached, particularly to any of us that are pursuing Jesus and, and wanting to follow him. So uh, again, 303-690-3000 is the number, and we would love, again, for you to to call regarding any of these things. 303-690-3000. And we've got a text line as well. So let me give that number out to you if you'd prefer to text us. 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. That's a text line. It's available to you throughout the show. You can text us at any point, but it's also 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if it's something that you want to throw into your phone, save it uh, for a, a necessary time, something comes up in your life, uh, you, you can text us, and not only will, will you get a response to that text message uh, for your prayer request, but you are guaranteed that that prayer request will be passed down uh, to various prayer ministries, and 
and groups of people that will pray uh, in addition to uh, the, the, the opportunity to pray for you here on the air as well. So again, that text line, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. Give us a text if that's something that you would prefer to do. But the radio show is nothing uh, without you. And I see the lines are all, are all buzzing here, which is wonderful. Uh, but I'll give out the number again. And if for some reason you don't get through, it's only because the lines are full. But give us a call back in a few minutes and certainly our great producer, the man of the hour, Mr. Kevin himself, uh, is in the other room producing the show, and he will make sure that he takes care of all of all of that business. He, he is what keeps much of this going. So again, the number to give us a call, 303-690-3000. And I think, Kevin, are we waiting for the first? I'm not seeing any messages coming through yet. So um, so just want to make sure I'm not missing any of that, but I, but I see we've got all lines open there. So uh, again, Calvary Live is on 26 different states on over 100 signals. Again, we are broadcasting here from Grace FM, uh, right in the, uh, the heart here of Aurora, Colorado. We've got two signals, 89.7 in Denver, and we've also got 101.7 in Colorado Springs. Also want to shout out those of you listening on Hope FM, 21 signals there in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Truth FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina. Of course, our, our, our friends at Radio by Grace, 73 different signals all throughout the states. Higher Rock Radio in Meridian. We're so thankful for you guys. Living Water Radio in Corpus Christi, Texas. And the most recent addition to our Calvary Life family, The Way Radio in Kingman, Arizona. So again, want to thank all of you guys for just... Uh, carrying the show and being a part of the ministry here. And we're certainly so thankful for you as well. So we're going to go ahead and take our first caller here from uh, Glen Cannon, Pennsylvania. This is Sue. Sue, how are you doing today? Oh, hi, I'm doing great. How about, how are you? Doing wonderful. Thanks for calling and thanks for being the first caller here on Calvary Live today. Wow. <laughs> I wish that I had a, I wish I had a prize to give you other than that, but you are the first caller. So wonderful. Thank hey. you for calling. Well, um, I have I have a well, I have a prayer request, and I also have a question. Wonderful. Um, I know that um, you know once we leave, once once we are once we die, you know we're either going to heaven or hell. But does God care about what we do with our body? You know, like I, I you know, seriously considering cremation, and you know, I'd like to let my family know what my wishes are. But I just kind of have to feel in some certain way that, you know, like maybe God doesn't want me to do that. So I'm looking for somebody to, you know, guide me in that direction. Yeah, that's a really good question and a question we get asked a lot. And I myself at one point asked that question. So the cremation, uh, the, the answer to it is if, you, if it's your desire to be cremated, then that is a-okay with the Lord. Uh, if it's your desire to be buried, um, that is wonderful with the Lord. And I say that because the Bible doesn't give any specific teaching about cremation necessarily. We do know that cremation was practiced in biblical times, but it wasn't commonly practiced by the Israelites or the New Testament believers. Um, and so we don't. that's why we don't hear much of cremation in Scripture. Again, the, the belief uh, is that when we are buried, again, what, the moment we breathe our last breath, on this side of eternity, the Bible says we are then absent from the body, but we're present with the Lord. 
which is so wonderful. I'm so thankful that immediately we close our eyes in this world and the pain and the sorrow is gone and we we get to see Jesus face to face. So at that point, our bodies here, it really doesn't matter um, what happens to our bodies. There's been many people throughout church history that have been martyred, uh, beheaded, um, pulled into pieces. We know that that's the case of many of the of the martyrs in the early church, unfortunately. Um, many were, were, had, were drowned at sea. And so cremation really just speeds up the process of what happens naturally to our bodies anyway, which is, Scripture says, um, you know, we go back to the dust again that we were created from. Uh, and crema- cremation essentially speeds up that process. But the wonderful thing is that whether we are buried or whether we're cremated, the Bible does speak of a physical resurrection. So God is able to take our ashes, uh, whether it was done through cremation or done through its natural process of decomposition, uh, and raise us up to life again so that we will be reunited with these physical frames, these bodies. Our souls that are in the presence of the Lord will at some point uh, reconnect again in a very wonderful spiritual way with our physical bodies. So they will rise again, uh, and we will be, of course, then uh, recreated with our physical body into a new physical body. And, and that's a physical body that will have you know, uh, flesh, and it will have bone, and we will be able to hug one another for all of eternity and eat and and talk and sing, and it's going to be wonderful. So, so the answer to your question is, uh, you know, cremation, if that's something you're consider- considering, there's, there's no prohibitions in Scripture for that. Uh, I think really it's something you pray about and you follow your conviction uh, as you pray for wisdom, as it says in James 1, uh, and you do what what is best. And I think a lot of people do choose cremation because it's it's often the cheapest and it's the easiest for the family, um, but right. other, others, of course, want a place uh, to be buried. And so I just think that's really between you and the Lord, and, and either way, you're, you're good. Thank you. I appreciate your, your answer. And, um, and then the other thing that I, I, I was going to ask for prayer for um, my children, um, my son— is um, a drug addict. I believe meth is his current drug of choice. Um, And he is really far from us. We're in Pennsylvania, and he's in Florida. Um, I have one daughter who says that she's, um, she wants, she she should have been a boy. Mm. Um, But she's been coming around. She actually has a boyfriend now, so that's a good thing. Okay. And then I have another, I have another daughter who is just so angry, and um, it's really hard to be around her. It's hard for me to hear how she talks to her children. And um, so, um, and then I have my oldest daughter, who is just a joy, and, uh, but she going, she's going through her, her struggles, too. So, Jose, Sarah, Julie, and Maria, I would just ask that, that you guys would all pray for them, and that that God would just reach them. and, and Absolutely. I, I know they all are, they're all believers, but they're not walking in it. And, and I, and I myself have recently, you know, rededicated my life. Um, I can, I can say for the first time in 46 years that I am clean and sober. Praise um, the Lord. Awesome. Praise the Lord. I, I mean, I, I think marijuana is a lesser of all, of all of them, but, it was still something that I felt was separated me. I felt like it was sin in my life. And so I'm like 35 days without it. Wonderful. After 46, 
46 years. I've been delivered from that, and I don't have any cravings for it or anything like that, and I'm just so grateful. But they, they all do it. My kids all do it, and it's, you know, it's probably more than likely my doing. You know, they, they knew that I did it, and... Um, well, the good news—the good news is God is is very evidently and wonderfully doing a work in your life, and He is a God that promises He frees us and breaks the chains in our lives um, from the past. You know, I'm just that just gave my heart so much joy to hear that. Every time I hear somebody say, "I've recommitted my life and I'm walking now in sobriety and I've given up those things that uh, were were holding me back for so long," it's it's just such a again, it's evidence of the grace and the goodness of God in your life, Sue. Um, and again, uh, the influence that perhaps that had on your children, you know, they are all responsible. The Lord's going to speak to them and, and, and Lord willing, draw them back to himself as he's done in your own life. Um, and so the, the, the wonderful thing is God is able to restore any of the time that we feel we've wasted or the negative impact we've had on our kids. Or, you know, if we could go back, we would do these things again. But the Lord is able wonderfully as we pray for our kids to do a work Bring the prodigals back home, uh, and then and then catch up all that perhaps we feel we've wasted. He's he's able, and I've seen him do that so many ways and so many times. So, Jesus, we thank you for our dear sister Sue and just the great testimony of your grace and your power in her life, Lord. To be so many years, Lord, to be given to drugs and alcohol and marijuana, and then to be able to say, Lord. I've recommitted, I've given my heart in a fresh way to you again, Jesus. And then for you to have been able to break that, Lord, the addiction, uh, it's, I don't know, Lord, if I was ever in that position apart from Jesus, how I would ever say no to the things that, that my flesh longs for. But you come in and you give us power over sin and you help us to say no to those things. And wonderfully, your word tells us it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to turn from those things and to turn back to you. So we thank you for that, that just that testimony of your power and your grace. And we say, praise you, Jesus, for the good work that you're doing in Sue's life. Continue to be with her. Continue to help her, Lord. Give her strength. Give her a good community, Lord, to help her uh, in the weeks and the months and the years to come. We certainly want to pray for her son, who's now, uh, Lord, certainly in, in that lifestyle, methadone, Lord. Just we pray, God, that you would watch over him, protect him, bring him back to you. Uh, for her daughter, Lord, dealing with sexual identity and confusion, Lord, do that same work. Draw her back to yourself. Again, her other daughter uh, that is struggling, Lord, with the kids and just, Lord, she said that these kids at one point have, have professed um, faith in you. And so we're just asking, Lord, we're reminded with the prodigal son story, Lord, that there's one step the prodigal son took, which was to turn back to you. And, and your word says you run to him, Lord. You would run to each one of her kids as they would turn their hearts back to you, just as you did with Sue as she recommitted her life. And, and we praise you, Lord, for that, that um, third daughter that is doing well and walking with you and just uh, evidence there. But we're asking, Lord, again, for on behalf of Sue's kids and so many others, Lord, that I know that are listening right now who have prodigal kids, kids that are out there, kids that aren't saved, kids that are rejecting the faith, kids that have deconstructed, Lord, all of those things that you would pour out your spirit on these days, especially these days, and do a supernatural work of bringing them back in, Lord, back into the churches, back into the, the fellowship 
uh, of the believers, Lord, and certainly and most importantly back into fellowship with their loving Savior who pursues after them and doesn't give up on them and leaves the 99 to save the one. So we put these things in our dear sister Sue before you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. you. All right, Sue, God bless you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. All right, so that means a call line should be open. So let me give out the number, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Text line, if you'd prefer to text us, we'll do our best to get to those on the air if we can, if we get time, 720-336-0897. We're going to go now to Carlos calling uh, from our home here in Denver. Carlos, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing wonderful. Doing great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I just have a question. Um, what are some good verses to meditate on for um, good communication, like particularly in uh, a relationship? I know I can improve on being a better communicator, like with my girlfriend, um, but even just in general, um, just with significant others and just with one another. Yeah, that that's that's great. You know, Scripture does talk about our words, Um a lot about our words. It talks about our words being seasoned with salt, being able to use words with graciously. Um, and one uh, one of the things when I think about communication, uh, and that, like you, if I'm if I'm talking to my wife, how, how has Scripture helped me? How can Scripture help me to to speak words of life to my wife and speak words of comfort when they need comfort? And how how do I do this? There there is a great list. Uh, and you could Google this. Um, I would also uh, check out Ed Taylor. Am I saying this, Kevin? EdTaylor.com? It's org.org. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always forget those dudes. EdTaylor.org. Because he has written some things on this that's very, very helpful uh, as well. But the, the list that you could, you could look for is called the One Another uh, commands or one another Bible verses, even if you were just to Google that, one another Bible verses, because that gives us what, what, what we find in the New Testament in terms of how Christians communicate. Uh, some of it speaks of our words, but obviously we know communication is much more than our words. But if you're thinking about how, how can I best communicate to my girlfriend um, and how do we interact, you know, it's a skill that we're choosing to learn as we're submitting to God and applying his word to our lives. So it's not necessarily something that we, it comes natural to us, which is why I think you're asking the question, many ask this question, but let me read to you some of these, some of these one and others that just help us both in the positive, they say, here's what you should do. And in the negative, here's what you shouldn't do. So it says, love one another, forgive one another, be servants to one another, show hosp- uh, hospitality to one another, pray for one another. This is a big one. Build up, encourage, edify one another. Uh, it says, don't judge one another. Don't speak evil of one another. So here's some ways it's saying not to communicate. Don't murmur against one another. Don't bite and devour once another. Uh, don't provoke and envy one another. I, I have been guilty of doing that with my words. Uh, have the same care for one another. Don't lie to one another. Be kind to one another. Comfort one another. So so many there that are that are so good. Uh, and every scripture reference is a list that begins and ends with the very first command that Jesus gives us in John 13, 34, which he says, a new commandment I give you, love one another. And the love of Christ is the catalyst. It's, it's, it's the foundation 
for us as Christians and certainly in our relationships, certainly in our marriages. Um, but what I love about communicating now uh, in our relationships, our, our, our friendships, our marriages, whatever, whatever it might be, is that we're not walking alone. We've got the Holy Spirit who's living in us and fills us and is able to take our words uh, and use them to be life uh, and use, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, but my words, uh, I could try to come up with a hundred eloquent things to say to my wife uh, and and poetic and whatever I can, and they might fall flat just depending on whatever mood she might be in. But one word that is anointed and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that I speak to her could be life-changing. Uh, I pray for that anointing when I before this radio show, because that's what I'm doing. I'm communicating, and I pray, God, that uh, I, I have nothing to give uh, without Jesus. So my whole heart behind this show is to point people to Jesus. And so he wonderfully, uh, he changes the way that we talk, as I'm sure that you've seen that in your life. Maybe once we used to use a lot of language and talk a certain way, and now God is changing us. And one of the ways that we know that is our hearts. The Bible says, whatever comes from our mouths is 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 only reflective of what's in our hearts. So as God is changing our hearts, we find that we become more tender in our words, more kind in our words, more uh, comforting and forgiving in our words. So to me, when it comes to communication, uh, obviously there's many other practical ways of conflict resolution and some of those kind of ways uh, that we could talk about communication. But I think those one another verses um, would be a great place to at least start because they will inform how you communicate. So if it says love one another, you're like, of course I know I'm supposed to love one another, but that will inform now how, am I loving when I'm responding? Am I loving when I'm communicating? Is this something that is more selfish? Is this something I'm, cause I'm tired or I'm angry or I'm just frustrated or I've had a long day. Uh, and then God help me to be more loving in how I, how I talk. So for you, for your girlfriend, for me, for my wife, uh, same thing with, with children, with their parents, me, with my, my, my coworkers, here, fellow pastors at the church, um, we're all guilty, of course, of not using our words uh, in ways that are building up others. Um, but wonderfully, again, especially because we've got the Holy Spirit alive in us, uh, He can now take our words and use them uh, for life. And uh, and I'm so thankful for that that He He's able to do that through us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome, brother. Appreciate your call. And uh, yeah, I would start there. And then again, if there's if there's any specifics that you have or, or maybe some conflict type things that you guys are coming up against, uh, g- give us a call back anytime. If, if you're kind of finding yourself getting hung up on something in particular, and any of us, myself, Pastor Ed, uh, Pastor Jeff, would be happy to walk through that with you as well. Cool. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, brother. Thanks so much for calling. Of course. All right. God bless you today. All right, we are uh, going to go to, I believe, uh, James. Uh, that's right. We're going to go to James. Uh, okay, no, no, it looks like we may have lost James. Okay, uh, but we're going to do that right after the break because we are coming up on a break here in a moment. Let me give out the numbers again. We've got a couple lines open as well as a few text uh, messages I, I do want to try to get to as well. Uh, the call-in not line, if you'd like to give us a call. Again, Bible questions, prayer requests, what can we do to minister to you today and help you look to Jesus and love Jesus more and live for Jesus. So that would be 303-690-3000. 
303-690-3000. Give us a call. See that the calls are coming in. Wonderful. Uh, if you prefer to text us again, prayer requests are wonderful at this text line, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, any questions you may have, if I can, if I get time, we always go to the, the, the live phone calls first, but if I can get time and you have a question, we'll try to get to those uh, through the text line. That is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. I uh, just want to say uh, to our dear sister, Sue, if you are still listening, Sue, we got a text message here uh, from somebody saying that she is praying for you and your daughters uh, and, of course, your son as well with addiction. So wonderful. Thank you. Uh, just for those of you that do text in and say, hey, I am praying. Wonderful. I love that. Uh, also, we do have a prayer request that in the last uh, couple minutes before our break here, I would love to lift up. Uh, somebody's asking for prayer for her daughter's safety and for health. Uh, for herself. She's uh, got issues with her left eye, praying for healing, and then health also for Frank and Dom and Eden and all uh, of the family there. So Lord, we just want to put these things before you. Uh, Lord, you know who this caller is and what particularly they're needing. So again, prayer for her left eye, for her daughter's safety, health, of course, for Frank and Dom and Eden and all of the family. And we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to know exactly what it is she needs. And we're trusting you with her now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We'll be right back with you here on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. So good again to be with you for our second half of the show. My name is Josh, one of the uh, assistant pastors here at Calvary Church. I have the privilege of serving alongside my pastor, Ed Taylor, and of course, being the Friday host here on Calvary Live. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your text messages. Thank you for your phone calls that are coming in. It's a joy uh, to be able to take this hour that we have together, which always flies by so fast, but uh, but I'm so thankful to be able to, uh, to do what we can to get to those of you that are calling in and texting in and coming alongside you to point you to Jesus. And uh, again, the heart behind the show is that you would love Jesus more, that your eyes would look to Jesus, uh, and that you would live for Jesus. And that's if we can help you in that process of looking to Jesus and loving Jesus, uh, that is the desire that we have. And so uh, we do that through answering your Bible questions, uh, if you've got things that you're kind of wrestling through or thinking through or processing through. Again, we have said many times on the show, we, this isn't necessarily a Bible answer man show, uh, although we certainly are happy to do what we can to help you with that, but it really is more of a pastoral show. As pastors, we just want to uh, do what we can to help build you up and to encourage you in your faith and, and to nurture those areas of your lives that need it uh, and to comfort you as, as you need ministry and, and to pray with you. And that's a big part of what we do. So again, if you have prayer requests, if there's something that you are walking through or a weight that you are carrying, let us pray for you. Don't don't hold those things alone. Uh, and hopefully you've got a church that you're a part of and people in your life that are able to lift you up. But give us a call. 
because you've got the benefit, of course, of of us praying together uh, with a a countless number of other believers praying with you. Again, God doesn't hear my prayer any more because I'm a pastor. Certainly not. Uh, God, you are able to boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence yourself. He hears you. Uh, there's, it says he inclines his ear, he bends his ear to you. He knows what it is that you are bringing to him. So you have just as much access into the presence of the Lord as anybody else. Um, but but it's wonderful to be able to ask a pastor for prayer. I do that often myself in my life. I go to those men in my life when I need prayer uh, and ask them for prayer because we know there's power in prayer. And uh, and to be able to gather two or three, right, and, and pray with one another. But again, the benefit of this show is having so many listeners agreeing with the prayer. It's awesome. So again, uh, those issues are what we what we have the show for, and we're we're wanting to be available to you. So our number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Our text line again, 720-336-0897. We're going to go here to Corey, who is calling us from Kentucky. Corey, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you're welcome, and thanks so much for waiting, too. I know you were on hold for a little bit there, so I appreciate your patience. No problem at all. All right. How can we help you? Uh, so I kind of was wanting to get some insight. Uh, Book of Ezekiel, I mean, uh, chapters 40 through 48, I guess mainly, I guess maybe from 45 up, uh, I just kind of say that whole span there, there's kind of a lot going on, but not as much as the talk of, uh, you know, the size of the temple and all that, but what exactly is going on at the temple? Um, and is this in past or present? Because it's a little bit confusing. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was trying to get some insight on that. Yeah, great question. So I believe it's future. I believe it's still yet to be fulfilled, Ezekiel 40 through 48. Uh, as a matter of fact, even if you were to go back a couple of chapters, uh, we, we talk a lot on the show about Ezekiel 38 and 39. Uh, there it's predicting a future war that involves Israel and other nations and an alliance between Russia, Iran, Turkey, uh, the Islamic states of the Upper Nile. And so we, we see there that it says there that all of the nations uh, come up against Israel and God himself will defend Israel. Uh, we haven't had that yet, so that's that's future. And then as we get into Ezekiel 40, it's really interesting, those, those, those eight chapters, uh, it speaks there in the 25th year of Israel's captivity, Ezekiel describes this enormous temple, and as you mentioned, that's chapters 40 through 42, then the glory of God uh, returns to the temple, uh, sacrifices are resumed in the temple, and that's really what you're looking at, at 44 through 46, uh, and then of course the land is restored to the people in the last two chapters there. So with all of that uh, happening uh, arguing again, some of this you you will talk to different Bible teachers, Bible scholars that have different positions on this, and uh, yet we take a literal fulfillment of the prophecy uh, that that lends us then to believe that we're we're expecting Ezekiel's temple, which is what it's been known as. Uh, to be erected in, in what we believe is the millennial kingdom, the thousand-year reign where Jesus Christ comes back and reigns on the earth. Uh, and during that time, of course, the, the glorified saints are going to be interacting with uh, those on the earth uh, who still need to make a decision for Jesus. The sacrificial system describes there is not going to be like it was in the Old Testament, which was for the forgiveness of sins, because Many places in the New Testament told us Jesus has accomplished that once and for all, uh, but the sacrifices are really seen in 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 the future temple as memorials of Christ's death, or as um, 
the rites of ceremonial cleansing of the temple, but not as a means to forgive sin as it was uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and so, uh, again, what we do know, regardless of whether you take a literal approach, as we would here at Calvary Church, Calvary Chapel, uh, or a figurative view of that, um, the vision of Ezekiel's temple says that God has not forsaken his people, uh, he's not forsaken his relationship with the nation of Israel, um, that he's going to restore them, he's going to elevate that nation, those people, uh, to, to a new place, new intimacy, uh, and, and what I love about that, too, is that as God has promised things to his people in the Old Testament, some of those were fulfilled, some of those were conditional, where, where he would say, if you do this, then I will do this. But some of the promises were unconditional. And, and one of those particular promises that he's made multiple times was that um, your descendants are going to be as, as the, the stars in the sky and the seas of the, of the sand, uh, the, the grains of sand, I should say, uh, and also that you are going to inherit the land. There's many land promises in, in addition to people promises, many other promises, and, and, and much of that has yet to be fulfilled including the, the, the promise that the Messiah would come and reign on the earth, uh, on his throne in justice and would, would bring peace to the earth. And that's really what Ezekiel 40 through 48 is, is referring to. It's that future millennial kingdom where many of those promises that haven't been fulfilled yet uh, are going to be fulfilled, literally be fulfilled in that thousand year reign when Jesus returns. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that actually uh, kind of sums it up for me pretty good. I, I wasn't thinking of the millennial reign, but that makes total sense. This, the sacrifices threw me off. And yeah, okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah, Excellent. absolutely. And you know, one, uh, if you're interested in a great commentary, a free commentary on this, where he does a really good job walking you through it, David Guzik's commentary, uh, EnduringWord.com, EnduringWord.com, really works your way through those. So if you're if you're doing your own study through this and want to kind of have a verse-by-verse explanation of what is being described and um, when that takes place and what that looks like, and even more information on um, the, the sacrificial system being reinstituted again, uh, he does a really good job with that. He's kind of my go-to for a lot of my, my study when I've got questions or if I'm working my way through maybe some more difficult texts. So again, that's EnduringWord.com. He's got verse-by-verse commentary throughout the entire your Bible, and it's wonderful. So uh, if, you, if you want to do further study, that would be a great resource for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. God bless you guys. I love the show, man. Thank you so much. Uh, you're so welcome. God bless you. Thank you, Corey. All right. Uh, great questions coming in. Great prayer requests. Uh, if you would like to give us a call, the number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Give us a call. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, we'd love to help point you again to Jesus. That's really our heart. That's what the, when, when we've talked about this uh, as pastors, myself, Pastor Jeff Figgs, Pastor Ed Taylor, just really that pastorally wanting to minister to you. So if you could use ministry, again, maybe the ministry is to help answer a question for you from God's Word, but maybe it's just you're, you're, you're struggling through the season. A lot of people are struggling Somebody mentioned the other day that they feel like the season is both light and joy and, and some darkness and difficulty. Uh, and some of it, it depends on the season you're in. But of course, we know that that's exactly what Jesus, when he, when the, the, the Christmas story is that Jesus came into a world that was dark. 
He came into a world that was broken. He came into a world of people that were waiting again to hear from God. And God speaks to them through the cry of a baby. And so he brings great life and light uh, to, to, to all that would receive him, uh, of course, and yet he is in a dark, broken world. And so living kind of in the tension really is the story of Christmas. Um, it is the most wonderful time of the year, right, in many ways. Wonderful to get together with family, wonderful to celebrate, wonderful to give gifts, wonderful to come on Christmas Eve and sing these songs. And it's just, it's glorious. It's my favorite time of year. I love it. And I love the Christmas movies and the Christmas drinks and the Christmas cookies and all of that. But Again, as we mentioned before, there's many that are walking now for the first time without a loved one, and that is very, very difficult, and people are struggling, and they're needing now a reminder that Jesus came to step into the mess and into the darkness, and they are needing his presence and his comfort and his touch on their lives right now. So again, be praying through those things. We live in that world as pastors because we, we talk to so many people um, that are that are struggling and hurting, and uh, and of course, we've got our own lives and our own families and, and, and illness and, and financial, and all of those things are part of so much of what people are wrestling with. Uh, but we also, again, want to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and, and, and be reminded that he is the hope of our lives. Uh, so we are going to take our next call here, uh, and this is Danny calling from Boise, Idaho. Danny, how are you doing today? I'm okay. Thank you, sir. Good. Wonderful. How can we help you today? Um, I, I, was, I appreciate you being available and all the listeners uh, for prayer. Um, my wife of 18 and a half years uh, filed for divorce um, this summer, and I've just been struggling through it, thinking that there's a chance for reconciliation, but there's not. She's totally flipped a switch, something in her. Um, we, we were equally yoked when we got together, have an upbringing of uh, Christian heritage, and um, she's changed, and she's with other men now. Um, we have kids together, and um, so just prayer for for her to come back to the light, like like you were just talking about. Uh, Jesus came into this world, into, into our mess, and he came for the lost, and um, I need to keep my eyes focused on Jesus, and um, I, I appreciate prayer for that, and the prayers for her that um, her eyes would be open to the deception um, that I believe she's being deceived by, and the, the, the Word says that in the end times, people will be lovers of themselves, and that's what I see all around me. And uh, yeah, this, this season too, you know, it's normally my favorite time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, divorce is so painful. It's so pain and it's so difficult. Um, And, you know, it's wonderful to hear you say that your desire would be for there to be reconciliation, your desire for there to be a a healing. Um, You know, in in many times God does heal uh, what's been broken. Uh, and that is always what we want to pray for, because we're, we believe in a God that is um, a, a God that restores and redeems 
Um, but many times those relationships that are broken aren't necessarily healed until the other side of eternity, um, and particularly if she's claimed to be a believer through all of this. Um, but man, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and again, um, we, we, anytime anyone would come to us with questions about divorce, and um, we would never encourage, of course, divorce under any circumstances. Uh, there are certainly um, some, uh, some, some explicitly mentioned areas in scriptures that, that they talk about uh, divorce uh, and where there may be because of sin. I mean, of course, it's never been God's intention, but because there is sin, reasons why divorce happens and how to walk through some of that. I'm thankful scripture does talk through those things. But I would just say for you, um, at this season of your life and some of the difficulty that you're walking through, Danny, just to, to continue to say to the Lord, Lord, if there's you know if there's any areas in my life, because right now you can't control your your wife and, and the direction she's headed, and if she's already been with other men, that just adds more heartache to all of this. I can't imagine. Um, and uh, but but just to say, Lord, would you would you do what it says in Psalm one thirty nine when David said, "Search my heart, Lord, uh, try me, see if there's any anything in me, Lord, that I that needs to change." Uh, certainly in any marriage, this is true of every marriage. We both, husband and wife, bring in our mess and our mistakes and failures and sin into marriage. That, that's just, that's part of what marriage is. It's meant to be a working out of those things and a giving of grace and those things to one another. So perhaps maybe the Lord, you know, is going to reveal to you if, if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have, but maybe some areas of your life where you need to just go back to her, not even necessarily in an attempt to save the marriage, but just to say the Lord has revealed to me, and I've been this way, I've done these things, I've said these things, forgive me for these things, I don't, I don't want to, uh, to, 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 to continue to bear these things anymore, and I want you to know that I'm, I'm truly sorry, um, and yet, again, her response to you is really between her and the Lord. And um, Jesus says all the issues of life, so whatever it is that's going on in her heart right now, it flows from her heart. And we can't change another person's heart. We can pray. We can ask God to do a supernatural work. He's the God of miracles. And to change our heart is a miracle work. Um, So we can only pray and we can only ask the Lord to do that. But in the meantime, I think the right response is just to say, okay, Lord, since I, since I can't control her response, Lord, what, I can control my response, and, and Lord, I'm able to come to you on my behalf. So, Lord, what is it that you want to do now in me? But I don't think that God only wants to correct, perhaps, some, some areas of your life through this. I think a lot of times the difficulties that we have, God uses those for correction, but I do believe that God wants to be a, an ever-present help now in your life walking through yep. this. He wants to be a strength uh, as you're feeling weak right now. Uh, it says that he strengthens our feeble knees, that he wants to be a comfort. Uh, I heard someone say recently, God is never more close to someone than when they're brokenhearted. So he, yeah. he wants his presence and his peace to be known. And and again, walking through this, like you said, this has been such a favorite time of year for you and now needing to, to deal with this, the waves of grief that are going to come uh, as part of this process. 
but I have no doubt that the Lord is going to be near to you, near to your precious children in this season of life. And perhaps, you know, if your heart is open to him in these ways, he's going to do something, draw, drawing you to a, himself in a way that he's never done before. Uh, he takes yeah, the yeah. deepest valleys of our life to walk through. Even through the valley of the shadow of death, we can fear no evil, for he is with us. His rod and his staff comfort us. And you, do you find yeah. him doing that in your life right now? Yes, sir. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, the mantra that I've been going off of is that anything that brings me closer to God is a blessing. And even through this, I've been able to give him praise at certain points and it's so hard, but um, yeah, God's been faithful. And um, I've been probably the closest that I've been in a long time through this. Um, the screener had asked uh, if, if I had a question and um my question, I guess, would be, I had a friend tell me that the Bible says that she will not be blessed if she continues this through this. Is is that true? I, and I, I don't remember reading anywhere in the Bible about that. Yeah, and, and I think what I think what I would assume your friend is saying, I don't know for, sure, but for certain, is that anyone that continues in persistent sin, particularly if they name the name of Jesus as their Savior, they're not going to be blessed. No one, None of us are going to be blessed if we pursue sin. Uh, I, you know, divorce is not the unforgivable sin. That's one thing we do need to remember. I think a lot of times we almost feel like, man, that's it. Like there, there's that, that's it. That's the end. But, but God is able to forgive your wife uh, if, if she were to repent and turn back to him. He's able to do that, so then blessing would come back into her life again. Um, God certainly is 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 able, and I believe will bring great blessing into your life. Uh, the blessing may not be the prayer that we would pray that He would heal the marriage and restore the marriage and use it as a great testimony of His power and His grace. He certainly can, yeah. and that's what we pray for. But um, but blessing will never come into any of our lives if we're unrepentant and and we're unwilling to um, to repent. But but. Um, if your wife were at some point to say, you know, I recognize what I did w- was wrong, and I and I wish I would have fought for the marriage, and I, and I haven't done that, and uh, and Lord forgive me, and, and asks your forgiveness, then of course God is going to be gracious to her and forgive her, and of course his, yeah. Yeah, he's faithful, and of course blessing is going to come back into our life again. So, um, so divorce is not the unforgivable sin. It, it is just very difficult and very messy. And again, I'd love to pray for you because my heart breaks for you just walking through this. It's um, can't imagine. So, Father, we just want to, Lord, just come to you right now on behalf of Danny, on behalf of um, the children, certainly, Lord, on behalf of his his wife, Lord, who has left and is not interested. It sounds like in, in reconciling. Um, Lord, and uh, and it sounds like his oldest son, from from what uh, uh, Kevin has has told us here, Lord's graduated, and that seemed to be uh, when he graduated high school, something that that switched there. Uh, you see the beginning from the end. You know, Lord, all that has been a part of their lives, their marriage, uh, both the good, and I'm sure there was much good, Lord. I'm sure there's many beautiful memories, and the difficult. Lord, the arguments, the sin, the all of that, Lord, that we all bring into any relationship and certainly into marriage, Lord. So I pray that, again, as you reveal these things to Danny, I just pray, Lord, that he, he can unload any burden, perhaps, that uh, he feels um, that he has brought into this, Lord. I think if we're all honest, we could all say, I certainly can say, uh, I brought my fair share of my sin 
into my relationship with my wife. But Lord, if we confess it, as we just mentioned, you're faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us, then blessing flows back into our life. Your, your presence, Lord, the fellowship that we have with you, uh, the, the, the sense, Lord, of hope again and purpose. You're, you're able to renew all of that, Lord, um, and to lead us forward. Uh, we're not stuck forever, Lord, but, but there is a season of grief. There is a season of, of, of loss, certainly, Lord, lost dreams, lost relationship. There's the pain, again, on top of that, Lord, uh, of everything else that's been happening. So I just want to pray, Lord, that you would take the season now in Danny's life and really renew him uh, in a fresh way, the joy of his salvation, uh, Lord, that you are with him every moment of every day. You're not going to leave him. You're not going to forsake him. You haven't brought him this far to frustrate him. You haven't brought him this far to embarrass him, Lord. Um, the enemy would be the accuser of, of Danny. He would be the one that would want to put his failures up before him constantly. He would be the, be the one that would accuse him, Lord, of all that he's brought into this. But you have said in your word that the blood of Jesus cleanses us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. We know that forgiveness is immediate. Restoration is often a process, Lord, but your forgiveness is immediate, uh, and it is certain because of, of the price that was paid, uh, and, and, and you've already forgiven, Lord. That's the wonderful news, is, is that we walk in your forgiveness, uh, and we appropriate it, Lord, when we confess our sin, and, fa- and you're faithful in those moments to restore us. So, uh, so I want to pray that certainly for Danny, and I want to pray that for his wife, Lord, that you would bring her back to a place where her heart is postured and broken uh, and back Um, centered on you, Lord. Whatever it is, Lord, whatever unforgiveness or anger or or, or just a hardened heart, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, would you do what you've done in my life? Would you soften when my heart was hardened the way that you've done that in me? Would you do that with her? Uh, When I've pursued sin, Lord, would you give her a distaste for those relationships and those things that she's headed towards that you've done in my life, Lord? Would you be gracious enough, Lord, to, to turn her heart back to you? And, uh, and who knows what you might do if you were to do that uh, in her relationship with Danny, Lord. So give him the hope to keep praying and moving forward and trusting that you're able to do miracles, but also, Lord, the, uh, the certainty that if that were not to happen, uh, if that relationship's not to be restored on this side of eternity, Lord, that you've got great and precious promises for him. Uh, and I just put these things now before you, trusting you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Danny, I was just thinking too, there, there's a, there's a, Ephesians chapter one gives us a bunch of, um, it's called, he calls them there, Paul calls them uh, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Um, but those blessings that he talks about are promises that are not just for heaven. We hear that they're in the heavenly places and we think those are blessings yet to come, but they're blessings that are meant for us to live in today. So I would encourage you at some point when you get some time, just read through Ephesians 1 slowly and ask the Lord to maybe even just speak to you a couple of those specific things that are um, mentioned, those promises, those blessings, and allow him just to minister to you in the season of your life. And I think he will. I think that that's a a word for you from Ephesians 1. Thank you so much. All right, brother. We'll keep us uh, updated. Of course, the, we're, we're here. The show's here five days a week. And if there's, if we can continue to pray for you uh, or continue to help in any way moving forward, uh, any of us as pastors would be happy to do that. Thank you, sir. All right, you're welcome. God bless you today. I appreciate you. All right, Thank you're you. welcome. Bye-bye. God bless.
All right, can't believe we are coming towards the end of uh, the show here. It does fly by. We are going to try to squeeze in one more call here. Sarah calling from Georgia. Georgia, how are you doing today? Is she is she not there anymore? Okay, we lost her. Uh, well, uh, Sarah um, was asking for prayer. It looks like some marriage issues, uh, and uh, sounds like he is really distant. Uh, and he'd rather be anywhere than where she is. So Sarah, if you're listening still, sorry, we got disconnected, but uh, but I'm so sorry. And let me just pray and along with the rest of us for you as well, Sarah. And Lord, we want to bring Sarah before you, just as we brought our, our dear brother Danny before you. It is so difficult, Lord. And so many others that are listening to walk through marriages where you feel alone in the marriage, uh, where you, where you are, are feeling, Lord, that you're uncertain, you're not getting the support, you're not being led, you're not being respected, you're not being loved. Everything, of course, Lord, that you you give us instruction for in marriages, when, when those things aren't happening, it's just difficult. And I want to pray for Sarah, Lord, that you would allow her, uh, in the midst of her situation today, to turn her eyes to you and her heart to you, and that you would speak to her, and that you'd minister your presence to her, just as we prayed, Lord, for our brother Dan, that you would minister your grace and, and, and reveal the things to her again, Lord, that you would deal with her on, Lord, the, the areas of her lives that you're working, wonderfully working, graciously working, mercifully working, Lord. Um, but also, Lord, that you would be the, the, the presence in her life and the, and the joy in her life that she's looking for, perhaps, in her marriage that's not happening right now. But we do pray for her husband. We pray that you would restore whatever's going on, bring them back to great unity with one another. Uh, it's, sometimes I know when we pray those prayers, they seem impossible, and they are impossible on, on the earthly level, Lord. We can't make those things happen, but you can. You're, you're the God that raised... Uh, a man who was dead and brought him back to life again in Lazarus. You're, you're, and you've done that many times. And of course, you yourself were raised from the dead. So if you can bring resurrection from something that was dead, if you can bring light to something that was in darkness, Lord, you are certainly able to restore marriages, Lord. And, and in the days we are living, and as we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, one of the things that we're going to be looking for, believing that's your desire, is to bring not just prodigals back home, but to restore marriages, God, uh, and, and allow us to walk as husbands, loving our wives as Christ loves the church and allowing our wives to come under that and submit to that wonderful love and, and spiritual care uh, and to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, as it says there in Ephesians, Lord. So as husbands give us gentleness, Lord, humility uh, to love our wives in the way that you love us. As wives, Lord, give us patience with our husbands and, and grace, and uh, but yet allow us to be able to trust the, that God is working in them as, as they are pursuing you. And for those marriages that are just dysfunctional and just broken, we put them before you and we pray, God, that you would do what no one person could do. No psychologist, no book, uh, Lord, no, no seminar, no conference, but Holy Spirit, you are able to restore and to redeem. So we're praying that now on behalf of all the marriages of those that are represented with our listeners today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, remember, brothers and sisters, God is with you in this season. He loves you. Uh, we'll be back with you here on Monday if we can continue to answer your questions and pray for you. Uh, but know this, God has never left you and will never forsake you. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.